Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P, Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, the lax policies of weak-kneed Governor Wheeler backfire in his own face as he stands trapped, facing the menace of a loaded revolver held by George Latimer, political boss and man of hate. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. Say, uh, did you ever meet up with a fellow who kind of nibbles at his food? You know, like a slow-motion picture of a man eating? Well, if you've got any character like that around your breakfast table, just put him next to a bowl of Kellogg's Pep. Sure, you'd have a hard time finding anybody who wouldn't step up his pace while eating Pep, the sunshine cereal. That keen, catchy Pep flavor gets him time after time. Those crisp golden flakes of whole wheat taste so terrific that you get a bang out of every single spoonful. And say, who wouldn't get a bang out of those swell Pep prizes? Three different kinds of prizes, one or the other in every package of Pep you open. For instance, uh, you may find one of 24 keen bird pictures in gleaming bright colors with a full description on the reverse side to help you spot these birds in the air. Or uh, you may find a colored cardboard model of a fighting plane. And all seven model planes in the series are collector's items. Or uh, your next pet prize uh, may be one of 18 bright-colored comic buttons picturing characters straight out of the funnies. So ask Mom to get you a supply of Kellogg's Pep and look for your prize inside the package. And now, the adventures of Superman. Admitting that he had practiced racial and religious discrimination in awarding state jobs to war veterans, Governor Wheeler confessed to Clark Kent that he had done so at the command of Big George Latimer, the state political boss. Convinced by Kent that Latimer is not only interested in spreading hate and intolerance, but that he is a murderer as well, Wheeler agreed to help trap Latimer into a confession. Kent installed a microphone behind an American flag in Wheeler's library, attached it to a recording machine, and left before Latimer entered the room. But to Wheeler's amazement, Latimer strode to the flag and ripped it from the wall, revealing the microphone. Smashing it on the floor, the political boss produced a revolver and advanced on the governor, his cold eyes blazing with anger. Listen. Now, 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 wait a minute, You want me to tell you how Joe Martin was shot and how Sam Robbins was shot? George, wait. Maybe you're even going to ask me how Lippy Williams got his. It was all going through that microphone to be recorded by that machine, Clark Kent rigged up. No, wait, George. Put that gun down. I'll put it down. After I've used it on you, you rotten double-crosser. George, please, listen. Listen to what? You trying to lie out of it? No, I'm not going to lie. I'll admit everything. I did try to trap you. You're telling me... I knew something was cooking the minute Briggs phoned me that you'd call Kent and told him to come over here tonight. Briggs? He phoned you? Of course. You didn't think he was working for you, did you? You ought to know you can't put anything over on me. I guess I should have. But I feel better for having tried. The only thing I regret is that it didn't work. Listen to the hero. The modern Nathan Hale, who's so sorry he has but one life to give for his country. Maybe Kent will put that under your picture in the Daily Planet tomorrow. 
The picture with the wide black border around it. I'd rather have that as my last picture than the one you'll get in convict stripes and a number. <laughs> They'll never put a number on me. I wouldn't be so cocky if I were in your place, George. You see, Kent knows you shot Joe Martin and framed Sam Robbins for it. And he knows you murdered Lippy Williams, the carrion reporter, too. Kent only thinks he knows. They can't prove a thing. Neither can anyone else. That's where you're wrong. You think you're above the law, but you're making a mistake. I never make mistakes. You should know that by now. You should have known better than to talk to Kent in the room where there's a fireplace, too. Fireplace? What do you mean? What, sucker? Briggs. Yes, Mr. Landerman. What? Come down here. Yes, sir. You see, Frank, the flue goes up the wall through the room above. All Briggs had to do was sit up there and listen to your conversation with Kent. Oh. You were a fool to turn on me, Frank. You were doing all right. I'd already made you governor. I was even thinking of running you for the Senate. That doesn't matter to me. But I was a fool. Yes, I was a fool to hook up with you in the first place. Is that Certainly so? you only wanted to rub a stamp in the governor's chair. A stuffed shirt would do anything you ordered. Even violate the Constitution to practice racial and religious discrimination. So what? Constitution doesn't give us the right to get rid of the foreigners. We'll take care of them our own foreigners. way. And believe me... You've changed the very meaning of the word. Why, to you, everyone who isn't a native-born white Protestant is a foreigner. That's right, they are. They are not, and you know it. This country was settled and built by people of many races and religions, all of whom came from foreign land. The Constitution and Bill of Rights guarantees equality to all, regardless of what church they choose to attack. Rubbish! I told you before to forget that stuff, but you wouldn't listen to me. No. You have to listen to punks like Clark Kent and the sentimentally stupid war veterans. Okay. So now you're going to pay for it. I don't care. I... You want me, Mr. Latimer? Yes, Rick. Is everyone out of the house? Yes, sir. I sent all the servants home for the night. I told them it was the governor's orders. Good. My car is parked out front. Bring it around to the side door and wait for me. Make sure nobody's there. Yes, Mr. Latimer. Just a minute, Rick. You're wasting your breath, Frank. I told you it was working for me. I'll start walking. Where? Downstairs to the side door. What for? You wanted to know what happened to Lippy Williams, didn't you? Well, here's where you'll find out. By practical demonstration. Start walking. And remember, I'm right behind you with a loaded gun. All clear, Brick? Yes, Mr. Latimer. There's not a soul on the ground. Good. Open the rear door of the car. Okay. I'll come over here and give me a hand with the governor. Where is he? Right here in the hall. On the floor. Where? I Uh-oh. He, uh, he fell down the stairs. <laughs> oh, yeah? Did you see what happened, Briggs? Well, no. All right. I said he fell down the stairs. Do I have to make myself any clearer? Uh, no, no, no. Of course not, Mr. Latimer. Good. Take a seat. I'll take him under the shoulder. Okay. Quick. In the car with Quick. Yes, sir. Who are those men outside the gate? Charles Street. Oh, those. War veterans. Picketing. This time of night? Yes, sir. They showed up earlier this evening with big signs reading, Governor Wheeler discriminates against veterans. We were good enough to fight for our country, but not good enough to get jobs. Stuff like that. Oh. More of those foreign radicals, eh? Well... They're not all foreigners. Just as bad if they stand up for them. Wait a minute. Gives me an idea. Put the governor down, please. You mean right here on the ground? Yes, right here. Somebody might show up. <laughs> you bet somebody will show up. But, Mr. Latimer... Listen, 
Get into my car and drive it back in front of the house. Back in then, front of the house? Yes, then... But I thought you were going to I take... changed my mind. Now stop interrupting and listen. Park my car in front of the house. Then walk back to the grounds to Charles Street and tell the veterans Governor Wheeler wants to see them. Here, the side door. Yeah, but... Don't ask questions. Just do as I say. Then come upstairs to the library and I'll explain. Hurry up now. Well, okay, you're the boss. State Police Barracks, Corporal Wilkes speaking. This is George Latimer, Corporal. Big George Latimer. Oh, yes, Mr. Latimer. I'm afraid Governor Wheeler's in trouble. Can you bring a detail of your men to the executive mansion at once? Why, certainly, sir, but what's wrong? No time to explain now, Corporal. Hurry. Come to the side door. Okay, Mr. Latimer, we'll be right there. Hey, Ross, Hanley, Keynes, on the double. Something's wrong at the governor's mansion. We'll return in a moment with the startling climax of today's episode. So stand by. Say, gang, you want to remember the number 49, because 49's the number of prizes you can collect from packages of Kellogg's Pep. There's one in every single package. For instance, you can get seven different colored cardboard models of fighting planes, easy and fun to assemble. And then there's a great new series of 24 bird pictures, each with a full description to help you identify these birds anywhere you see them. And there are 18 bright colored comic buttons each with a famous comic strip character to pin on your beanie cap or your jacket. Now, that makes 49 different prizes you can collect. And that's only a part of the fun in Kellogg's Pet. Think of the good eating fun in those crisp whole wheat flakes, all crammed with keen, catchy flavor. I mean, Pep's sunny, golden-toasted flavor is famous. Why, Pep is called the sunshine cereal. Yes, sir, when it comes to brightening up breakfast, Pep's a terrific hit. So... Get in on the fun, gang. Ask Mom to bring Kellogg's Pep from the grocer tomorrow. And be sure to look for your prize inside the package. Except for a light over the night telegrapher's desk, and another lighting the relaxed features of a dozing rewrite man, the large city room of the Metropolis Daily Planet is dark and deserted. But Perry White's office is brightly lit as the gray-haired editor and Clark Kent sit tensely, as if waiting for something momentous to happen. Maybe you ought to call the Governor Kent. No, Chief Latimer might still be there. Yeah, but it's after midnight. Patience, Chief. Governor Wheeler said he'd call the moment Latimer left. Okay. No, oh, if only this works. You're sure the recording device was okay? Well, Candy Myers said it was the last time he used it. Didn't you test it? I didn't have time. I only had five minutes to get from the Governor's mansion to Candy's house and back to the Capitol. What? Five minutes? No, but how... The Governor should have called by now. Uh, what did you say, Chief? You said you only had five minutes to get from the governor's mansion to Candy Meyer's house and back. That's at least six miles each way. Oh, uh, I... Did did I say five minutes? You certainly did. You couldn't have made the trip both ways in less than an hour. Oh, uh, couldn't I? Of course you couldn't. Now look here, can't I... Oh, what am I wasting time on nonsense for? Oh, what a story this will be. If you know what you're talking about, I mean. Don't you worry about that. Oh, big George Latimer, publicly branded an intolerant hate monger and a murderer. It's almost too good to be true. Oh, why doesn't the governor call? Yes, come in. Oh, hello, Eddie. Hi, Mr. Kent. Uh, look, this flash just came in on the teletype, Mr. White. The telegrapher said you and Mr. Kent were still here, so I thought I'd better bring it empty. Yeah, let's see it. Here you go. 
Good Godfrey. What? What is it, Chief? Here, see for yourself, Captain. Look. Metropolis Police Headquarters reports Governor Frank C. Wheeler is near death. What? Read the rest of it. Near death following an attack by several war veterans, all of whom have been captured by state troopers who were called to the scene by Mr. George Latimer. Great Scott, what does this mean? His eyes bulging, Clark Kent stares at the teletype flash and repeats the startling words. Governor Frank C. Wheeler near death following attack by war veterans. What can this mean? For one thing, Clark, it means that big George Latimer outwitted you. And at the same time, dropped another bombshell in his war against the ex-GI's attempt to break his political stranglehold on the state government. Now, how can you prove that Latimer shot Joe Martin, sent Sam Robbins upstate to be lynched, and murdered Lippy Williams, the clarion reporter, in his vicious campaign to heap fuel on the ever-smoldering fires of bigotry and intolerance? Knowing that Kent is Superman, we can be sure he won't admit defeat to the forces of hate. And Monday, he does do something. Something truly amazing that you won't want to miss. So be sure to tune in. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is the copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. You know, gang, famous names make history. And Kellogg, the greatest name in cereals, has made history with good breakfast eating for a long time. For example, Kellogg shredded wheat. So crisp, so toasty, so delicious. Tender plump biscuits, 15 of them to a package. That's 15 biscuits crammed with their own natural nut-sweet flavor and made just the right size to fit the bowl. And remember, this is whole wheat, so it's good for you, too. Ask Mom for Kellogg Shredded Wheat. And be sure to be with us on Monday for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Welcome back. Well, I think that what this whole all means is that uh, Clark Kent, or Superman, should not have left the governor's grounds uh, when George Latimer came in to talk. Um, and uh, to me, the, at this point, it feels like we're kind of stretching the serial a little bit into next week to kind of have that... Um, uh, that cliffhanger. But uh, regardless, uh, it will continue on into next week, so uh, we will uh, see what the uh, what happens next. Join us next week for part 15, and uh, then that will actually be the cutoff for any additional votes on the Command Performance Show. So you have until next Sunday to send those to adam at adamsweb.us. And be sure and rate the show on uh, iTunes. And uh, uh, also uh, pick up your copy of Tales of the Dim Night and Fly Another Day for both the Kindle and the audio book. In the meantime, uh, from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.